Hello, I'm Dave. Hi, I'm Claire. And welcome to My, My Mate Reckons, the show where we teach you and each other about whatever we want. Whatever stuff we're thinking we want to know about. Parental advisory, we're going to swear. And we're going to talk a lot about sex. So young people... <laughs> you need to lean in real hard because we're going to teach you some important things. Or just, you know, fuck off. <laughs> Claire, darling. Hello, Dave, my love. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. Welcome back to My Mate Reckons. Indeed you do. And this week it is my turn. Yes. You and asked I, me what? I had watched the popular early 2000s hit movie Centre Stage. Mm, mm, and classic. And so I was curious about ballet. Sure. And I was curious about... I asked you a very specific question. And the question was, is ballet racist? Well, My Mate Reckons... <laughs> We're going to find out this episode, Claire Bear. I believe it's pronounced Ballet. That's always lesson number learned. one. Okay, good. We've got 20 minutes. Will has started the clock. So here we go. Misty Copeland, very easy to answer, is an African-American ballerina. <laughs> Which is who I wanted to know about. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that is who you asked about. Yes. And in 2015, she became the first African-American woman to be promoted to principal dancer in the American ballet. Which is a big deal. Big deal. It's like the, the national, like, kind of ballet place to be. But an African-American woman had never been a... Never. It had existed. ...prima ballerina for this company ever before. Ever. Had existed for 75 years. Missy's the first one. And since Well, then, I reckon I'm going to make an assumption about whether ballet's racist then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, spoilers, mate. <laughs> Watch out. Uh, yeah, totally. Totally, totally. So she's a big deal, and since then she's become an advocate, and she was an advocate before, but she's become very groovy, progressive, like a woman we all look up right. to type person. So political about race and culture in ballet. Yeah, and possibly one of the questions that... The question that has kind of underscored the industry for the last couple of years is the same one you asked, which is that do we have a race problem? And the answer is... Fucking yes, you do. <laughs> of course you do, right? Massive. Really, really uh, complicated, and by complicated I mean awful racial history that is very awkward to talk about. And sure. This goes into, like, one of the... But we need to learn about ballet, right? We need, to, <laughs> we need to start by kind of understanding how that fits in. Because you and I are both artists. Yes. And obviously we're dancers first. <laughs> But not. Obviously. It is not what we're known for. No. No. And you and I work in um, theatre. Theatre. But an even poorer, even less recognised subset of theatre a lot of the time, which is like community theatre and yeah. youth theatre and groovy kind of interesting politically like community theatre. Yeah. Yeah, totally. In the world of performing arts, that's like at one end of the spectrum, right? Sure. And I know a lot about this because I'm doing a doctorate. He's going to be a doctor about it. I'll be able to prescribe you Brecht. And community theatre. Community theatre. <laughs> Take community theatre for 20 days and, and become you. a wanker. Yeah. <laughs> so at the other end of the spectrum, you've got the fine, big art forms, right? What we like to think of as fine art right. or excellent art, right? Opera. Big quotation marks. Opera is one. Symphony is the other. Classical music, sure. Classical music. Ballet is a huge part of that. And yeah. what those kind of quote-unquote excellent art forms mean yes. is... As well as being, they, they tend to be biased towards um, particularly Western ideas of what art is. Yeah. 
and they tend to have audiences that are 50 and above, largely because that's the only age bracket that can afford <laughs> to go $100 there. A ticket. Absolutely, because it's enormously expensive. Right? And if you think about the colonised probably worlds mm-hmm. where they became popular when mm-hmm. in, this was the main form of entertainment, it would yeah. have been very wealthy. Totally. White people who would have been attending. Incredibly aristocratic, yeah. like hoshposh. It's got this huge history of that kind of deal, right? Okay. Which is a ha- still a hangover. Yes. Of how we view these art forms now. Absolutely. And it means that we close a lot of doors, and this happens in Australia too, tisk tisk, of course it does, where we close a lot of doors to artists from diverse backgrounds and audiences from diverse backgrounds. Of course. Where they don't feel like they're welcome. Yep. In these spaces. spaces, and I would say even when, even though we are incredibly, like we live and breathe performing arts, mm-hmm. you and I would feel also a touch out of, out of. Have the you kind ever been comfort. to a ballet? I've never been to a ballet. I've been to one ballet, and I went with my our beautiful sound, sound man. No, Did I, you? No, I didn't. Your wife would would have been in it though at the time. Probably. Yeah. Will's wife. Was a ballerina. Yeah, I think once a ballerina, always she is a ballerina. She's, a ballerina. She's yeah, retired. It's like presidents. You're always. <laughs> you're always a, hello, Mr. Ballerina. <laughs> <laughs> she has a she, secret she service, service detail. Doesn't, <laughs> no, she? doesn't get the attention of president. No, bugger. No, I've seen one, and it was a contemporary ballet, though. Mm-hmm. So I haven't ever seen like the Nutcracker or ah, well, or a classical. You, mess- you mentioned the Nutcracker. We'll oh, come back to that. Okay. But yeah. so, what was it? Which one did you see? I can't remember what it was. It was a, a obviously to, left an impression. Um, it was three small ballets, and it was um, in response to like Anzac Day. Oh wow! It was like a legacy yeah, cool. piece, and there was an American, a contemporary American ballet that they. And I loved it. I spent most of the time thinking about how impressive their bodies were. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's one of that's one of the main reasons you go and witness yeah. it is the skill. Is you just kind of go the things that people these people can do and the yeah. athleticism in their bodies. Yeah, and how the fuck do they stand on their toes? Of course, without really, really, really hurting themselves. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, it's the same with opera. Like, but I've never know, been to an opera. I've been to a few operas. Yeah. I've even been backstage and kind of worked in really assistant stage manager type yeah, roles wow. for operas and it's weird but here's that okay so operas rehearse this way too so we need to there's a whole story with the nutcracker right okay so you know in our world in the theater world if we decide to put on a production of a classic quote yes. unquote like shakespeare yeah. then we take the script but we might edit that script we might try and put a contemporary spin on it sure we'll try and reinterpret it in a different way we might even rewrite sections of it to put in different things. Right? Like the joy of 10 things I hate about you. Indeed. <laughs> you are really on point with your early 2000s B, <laughs> solid BB minus filmmaking. So, <laughs> so uh, but theatre, but opera and ballet doesn't always work like that. Right. It works a bit like musical theatre. So if you go to a, uh, the okay. vast majority of Australians, who, ha- who do interact with theatre or the performing arts, tend to go to a commercial musical, say, once yes. every five to ten years. That's how they mostly access their And they're normally the art. same ones that they've seen. Exactly. Chicago or Annie or... Cats or... The Sound of Music. Yes. Any of those, okay, right? Sure. That's the primary way that they engage with quote-unquote professional arts, but, of course, the other way that they engage with arts 
is community arts. It's the things that you and I do. They go to a school musical. Yeah. They go to an Stedford. Um, they go yeah. to any of those. Com- any of, kind of community Any event. kind of community event, right? Yeah. But they think that that's different yeah. to professional arts. Sure. Um, because one has the veneer of excellence. Yes, or right. Or snobbery okay. or wankery, and the other doesn't. Right. And do you think it's part of it, like, I've had to pay money, I've had to travel to be here, yeah. I'm wearing my good clothes. It's all I of the experience. I have to sit down, I have to be quiet, I have yep. to, there's a, there's a set of, yep. a way to behave. I've been to one um, symphony orchestra, mm. and there are rules about, yeah. like, when you clap. That's exactly right. And if you, I didn't know those rules, and yeah. so there's a whole kind of... Yeah, there's a whole etiquette, yeah. a whole world that makes it... Um, feel very lovely when you're in it, but also if you're outside it, it feels very exclusive. Mm. So the way that, to go back to these commercial musicals, the okay. way that they rehearse is that if you go and see today a production of Phantom of the Opera, yes. the blocking, the costumes, the set, and kind of the whole aesthetic of the production is a replication of the original Broadway or West End production from literally 20 or 30 years ago. So in the rehearsal process, you've got a tape of this performance and you're as a director you're not really it's not your vision you're Stand trying to, here you're trying to replicate someone else's vision you're trying to repeat right sure. it's the equivalent of going to see a band and you want the band to play exactly as they played on yes. the album you sure. want that do experience. not deviate yeah. do not deviate so that there's a method of quality assurance but also when you go and see a commercial musical theater show you're going it's not just the songs and the script. It's a product. It is a product that is, that is in fact the process of an intense and years amounts of collaboration between yeah. many, many artists okay. to deliver this successful thing. And a lot of ballet and a lot of opera works exactly the same way. Right. So you can go to a production of The Nutcracker and it's like decades old. Yeah. There's bits that have been done and have always been done and that is the way it stands, including... And so they just do the same choreography? Pretty much. Wow. Pretty much. Will says it's a bit shaky, and he would absolutely <laughs> know more about this than I do. But he would pretty, pretty much like there's certain for certain shows like the Nutcracker. Depending on whose chore- you do, the that person's choreography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's certain moments where you're going to go. I, I'm going to the Nutcracker, and I expect to see X, Y, and Z. Sure. Otherwise, it's not a version of the Nutcracker that I really jive with. It doesn't feel like the Nutcracker. Did to me. you just That's say getting... the word that I jive? With? Yeah, which is how that's ever? how Ballette people speak. <laughs> that's not nips, that's not a version I jive with. So watch how much your, much your butt cringes when I talk about this, right? This okay. is from an article from the Guardian. Okay. So we're going to talk about a Ballet Australia production of The Nutcracker. All right. From last year. Oh. Twenty nineteen. Oh dear. Right. So this is this is Will is op- nodding ferociously. <laughs> this is a problem that is. Really now. Really now. This is the conversation that's happening now. It's jiving yeah, right now. now. So, in the second act of The Nutcracker, the protagonist, Clara, is joined by travellers from around the world. Oh, no. Who form snippets of their culture in the land of the oh, sweets. Oh, dear. The Spanish present chocolate. The Arabians present coffee. Uh-huh. And the Russian folk do a Russian dance. Yeah. But there's a Chinese tea dance. Oh, that has stirred up, this is The Guardian, that has stirred up the most backlash in recent years amid a wider discussion around racial depictions in ballet more generally. This is lots of... Because it is not uncommon in some productions to use yellow face makeup. It is not uncommon to use, like, the long, fake 
moustaches. Oh. And to, the choreography is not like, these are not people to be taken seriously. <laughs> this is not a significant, serious cultural this is not exchange. A reflection no, of, yeah. Of culture. This There's is, a lot of head wobbling. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, that's yeah. the original choreography. So people yeah. are having to do it. Or at least it's the original idea of the choreography that people feel like they need to um, pay tribute to. In 2019 in Australia, oh. right? And around the world, to be fair, around the world. For the last century, white dancers have performed the short slapstick scene with yellow painted faces, exaggerated eye makeup and conical bamboo hats. And it goes without saying that most of the time these performers are not Asian Australian. Yes. Right? That's not part of it. They've trotted and leapt to fast-paced wind instruments, held upturned index fingers to represent chopsticks. Oh, dear. And vague no. pan-Asian parasols or fans to signify China to their audiences. Great. And Nutcracker, by the way, of the ballet is like, is a Christmas show. It's a show for families. families. It's a it's a children. It's like, this is a sweet, lovable yes. experience. It's yeah. like if Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory stopped... And people in the Oompa Loompas came on and put on yellow face <laughs> and twelve parasols, like, and did the accent that I'm definitely not going to do as a cis white man, right? So, um, so this is what happens, right? Yeah. Ballet Australia. I think I'm getting this right. Ballet Australia. Ballet Australia. Go. We know this is a problem. Okay. Good. This is a huge problem, and publicly we acknowledge that this is a problem. But we're going to do nothing we about it. We also really want to do that couple <laughs> So. We really like the choreography. So, yes, totally right. It's a problem we're taking seriously. But we also really want to do it. So they do the Nutcracker. What do they do with that bit, though? They keep doing it. Oh. Recognising that it's a problem and wanting to change it. But in order to change it, they need to get clearance, the, like copyright clearance, from people who hold... The copyright of which the it, choreography well, of the choreography, which is a thing that happens, and right. the copyright is in in belongs to Birmingham Royal Ballet, right? Apparently, okay. And they try to figure it out in time for the production to open, but it doesn't. It comes halfway through the season while they're touring Australia, right? So in so Adelaide, they change it then. I think it was in Adelaide they did like the norm they did the quote unquote noble normal version and in um the racist, the racist version. version and in Melbourne they did the racist version and they, <laughs> they were hoping for um they came back to Melbourne and went to Sydney which they consider this is the other thing that pisses me off of course they consider those as really the main ones anyway because Melbourne and Sydney is all you uh, care uh, about that that's sure. art towns, that's where it's really important right okay. So the copyright comes in, they go, okay. And they do an artistically, like, similar thing. But first of all, they get Asian Australian people Great. to do it. Okay. Of course, there's no makeup. The so the makeup, person dancing the part about China. They remove a lot of the costume. Great. Right? So that it's it's far more kind of respectful and yep. less of a caricature. Sure. Um, and, and, the, and the choreography is generally... Quote unquote toned down. Okay. Right? But and it's the, placed on the body of an Asian person. And this happened like we're talking November last year. Oh. So this is literally God. months ago, right? So the change is slow in ballot. <laughs> <laughs> One could say that, yes. So it's not surprising that over in America, Misty Copeland's like the first African American to um, yeah. come out. Well, it's even things like I read a thing about. 
um, the colour of ballet leotards or the colour of stockings and ballet shoes because they're always that kind of pink tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the of implication that it is a flesh, the flesh coloured, which yeah. is that, that they are white. Yeah. So that now flesh-coloured leotards and flesh-coloured um, shoes and things. and things are being made yeah. to suit all skin tones. As it should be. As it should be. So, indeed, change is very slow. But these are art forms that, and this is not to excuse them at all, but to put them into a context. These are the art forms that generally, and I will say this, the art forms that have stood in for these are centuries long. And yeah. how we understand the Western excellent art experience is that if you really want to be posh and if you really want to eat the caviar of the performing yeah. arts world, you go to these things, right? And it's reflected in our government and yeah. how our government funds these art the forms. Arts, yeah. These art forms get a lot more money than literature and theatre. A yeah. lot more. Yeah. Considerably. Um, by by a percentage of you know tens and tens and tens, yeah. like it's it's an exponential large amount of investment, and they their productions are huge and lavish, um, and there are attempts to put on, mm. um, you know, con- certainly attempts to do contemporary, you know, a Queensland opera yes. or a, or an Australian ballet oh, about now, the Australian uh, yeah. experience, I like you said about a... the Anzac experience. Because wasn't that their, their, their that very famous Swan Lake, which was an all men Matthew Bourne Swan Lake, where it's all men doing the same choreography? Is it the same choreography? Yeah. Apparently, it's amazing. No, I bet. But placed on male ballerina bodies. What about those thighs? I just male ballet they thighs. Have muscles that I don't think I have in I'm my body. Simultaneously scared and aroused. Oh, absolutely. I simultaneously want to lie between them. And. But I think that lie that's down, how I'll die. Lie down. <laughs> All I need to go is go, and my head will pop off my neck. Yeah. So have I answered your question? I, th- I think. You have can. I done so under time? I've done so in good time. What have you learnt, Claire? I, I I've learnt that my mate reckons ballet is real fucking racist. Totally. Will do you want to add anything? Seeing as you are no uh, more an export an ex quasi export about. Ballet? I feel like I'm on the wrong side of the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, where we put you on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Good. No. Will has nothing was... to add. <laughs> that was a great well, cut. Say, the only thing I'll say is that the the interesting thing is, is that although the opportunities don't necessarily fall in favour of, in, in the same way, it, it falls in the same sort of broad brushstroke as a lot of these things where if you are a cisgendered yes. Yes. white person... Then you, you are privileged. You are privileged and you yeah. actually have more inclination towards this. Once people are in companies, casting sure. is colourblind. So because the system ah. is changing and people of colour are being involved in companies, once you are in a company, then how a company casts... A... It, it's irrelevant. Sure. It's literally who can dance it. Who is the best of course, for the it's job? It's all about technique. It's all about technique, and there's so few people that can do it. Like it's literally the last thing. So it depends about. about the roles. Yeah. Okay, so the ballets we'll start seeing now, and into the future, will start to reflect 
But a, a new ballet's being made, though. That's what my yeah, question is. Yeah, they are. They are. But but I would imagine they're just as risky as trying to commission new sure, theatre. Sure, but it's, it's like, like some take off, but a lot don't. We flog out the nutcrack every Christmas yeah, yeah, because yeah, we know we're going to make some cash for that. I'll also say, not kidding, I think ballet's going to be huge in 20 to 30 years. And I say this as the father of a two-and-a-half-year-old because Emma Wiggle <laughs> is... But seriously, it's going to be enormous. It's got The things she has done for childhood ballet lessons, well, I think it will be... Maybe it's going to be less than that because most ballerinas hit their fucking prime when they're like 16 or 17. True. So, like, within the next 15, so the 16 next decade, years... the yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the culture of new ballerinas coming through, male and female, of all diverse... Background enormous, and we will have Emma Wiggle to thank for that. Well, thanks, Emma. Thanks, Emma. Thanks, Claire. <laughs> thanks, Dave. Thanks for being my mate. Thank you for also being my mate. Oh, <laughs> you got one on thanks, episode Will. two. I broke. Thanks, Will, <laughs> executive producer and also ballet expert. Great. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> listening to the show if you'd like to leave a rating and review on whatever service you're listening to this please on, do that would be great that'd be great tell, tell your friends tell your mates that's right that's the name of the show <laughs> i see what you did there where can people find you claire? people can find me on instagram at claire and pearl where can people find you dave people can find me at dave burton writer and if you have a suggestion or a question or would like to point out how much Claire got wrong. <laughs> or how much Dave got wrong. Then you can write us an email at mymatereckons at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you.